<laughs> Gotta make a noise every time we oh start. Oh my it god. Off. <laughs> my <Anyhow. so> <laughs> Yes, yes. We're live. This is Hello. Uh, Episode, episode two, two, season three of the Star Wars Rewatch Podcast. Um, I'm your the favorite of mine. Oh, is it? Mando. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Mando. 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 This yeah. is her favorite favorite show. Okay, I didn't yeah. know that. Um, yes, we have another special guest with us today. Um, I'm your host, Luca. Um, with me, my co-host, AJ. Hello. And his lovely, beautiful wife, Pregnant. Kelsey, yes, pregnant, <laughs> pregnant wife. A new um, adjective we can add. Yes, yes, Kelsey. Thank you for having us. You look beautiful. Um, oh, thank you. Yes, yes, positively glowing, glowing, radiant. Did you, did you tell her what I said when uh, I'm like, bring Kelsey, bring Kelsey. My brother's not gonna be here. Bring Kelsey. Did yeah, you tell she her what read I said. The texts. Oh, okay. I'm like, bring Kelsey. I miss her. I showed. Um, I showed your exact text. <laughs> Yeah. It's true. Um, we haven't seen you in a while, and now you bring good tithings to us. Indeed. I'm glad to see your guys' new place, too. Yes, yeah. yes, it's as nice. well. Um, we're glad to have you see it. Um, and welcome to the new studio, as you see. We've got Elton John, the ever popular. Uh, yes, again, our patron saint, Elton. Always vigilant. Always vigilant. Make sure you Send tweet us at us. Yes, um, <laughs> at Star Wars Rewatch Pod on Twitter. Shoot us an email, Star Wars Rewatch Podcast at gmail.com. We just finished rewatching uh, chapter 18 of The Mandalorian. Episode the, 2. What's the title? The Minds of Mandalore. Minds of Mandalore. Yeah. So in the last episode, um, I guess if you want to give a quick synopsis of that, or I, I guess I could give a quick synopsis of that, you had the you know, the call to adventure. Um, he's, he's on a quest now again to, you know, redeem himself. It's like, ugh, you're unclean, you're unpure. Infidel, <laughs> Sharmuta, um, you know, whatever. Um, but they send him on a quest, and here's, you know, part one of the quest. He has um, to redeem himself. He took off his helmet. Now he has to redeem himself in, by, by way of Couldn't he have just lied and be like, no, I've never taken off my helmet? Right, he could I have. I mean, he could have, but that would, he believes in the creed. This mm -hmm. is something that he keeps yeah, showing that he freaks. believes in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that dirty <laughs> honesty. <laughs> <laughs> And they, oh, you know, away they go. Yeah, so, pretty much. Um, which I guess is kind of cool because, you know, the first episode starts off with a bang with the, you know. The giant crocodile. Um, and now we've got little dragon crocodiles on this one. Right, right, exactly. And now he's back um, to go to Mandalore because I guess in the previous episode, he's like, there's got to be a way to, you know, redeem myself. And she's like, okay, here it is. Go yeah. bring back these uh, living waters of Mandalore. And they're like. And they had talked about it in previous seasons, I think in season two. When he uh, had taken off his helmet, I think they had said like how it is that you redeem yourself then too. Mm -hmm. So this is something that you know he knew was coming because he was already apostate. He had already you know told the armorer about it and you know the enclave, the clan. Yeah. So yeah, this was this was coming. He needed to redeem himself. So uh, go ahead. Who wants to give us yeah. a summary of I'll this episode? Synopsis. And uh, I'll just say right off the bat, though, I'm so happy. And this is part of my notes. Uh, and when I first watched it too, that they didn't drag this out. Mm -hmm. It wasn't four fucking episodes of him going to Mandalore to finally dip his I toes agree. in some fucking water. Like, they did a really good job with the pacing on this. But anyways, so it's the Mandalorian coming to Mandalore. It's him uh, uh, discovering that uh, essentially it is bre it's breathable air. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly like everybody thought. It's not this poisonous, bombed out. It's still a bombed out planet, but it's not this poisonous, barren wasteland. There is life. 
Um, and it's him trying to get down to the mines of Mandalore so he can bathe in the, the living waters. Yeah. Uh, shenanigans happen. Um, Bo-Katan ends <laughs> Hijinks up, ensue. Hijinks ensue. Bo-Katan ends up needing to come and uh, rescue his ass from uh, the spider butt. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, fun, fun shit happens. We'll get into it. But yeah, he does actually eventually there get to, to dip his toes in the the waters and uh, Bo-Katan gets to see what is pretty fucking consequential right and like is this this she gets to see a fucking mythosaur at the very end this was um a pretty interesting episode um i uh they brought back of course amy sedaris's character which uh uh, yeah yeah for for whatever reason he fucking goes back to tatooine again why they keep doing this they keep going to the same sets they keep going to the same places but this is where his friends are so he needed a droid right Mm -hmm. um uh was it ig11 is is needs well major repairs of course he blew himself up yeah um so he needs a droid so he has to go to the only other person that he can go to well why not the mechanic that you know gave him his ship right yeah so it makes sense that she comes in there but you you pointed something out that i had never noticed her severe (laughs) lack of eyebrows (laughs) Uh, i don't know what engine she was working on that Flared seared up, those you off know, and seared those bad boys off. But uh, her hair's in, her hair's intact. Yeah, just not her eyebrows. Fluffy, um, curly hair. I can't believe I didn't notice that until now. Played, I didn't either. That's played. all I could focus on after you. <laughs> yeah, all I could see was her eyebrowless face after that. Yeah, but I honestly, when they got closer up, it because she's got these kind of sunken eyes. It looks mm-hmm. like her eyebrows are almost underneath the bone of her sunken skull eye, uh, eyes. Like yeah. it's a little weird. I love Amy Sedaris. The, yeah, no, uh, she's a great the, actress. The hilarious, the beautiful Amy Sedaris. So if you've ever watched her old show, Inside Amy Sedaris, that's also hysterical. What, what was the fucking one before that where she played the really gross-ass character? That was uh, on Comedy Central. Yes. It was called uh, Strangers with Candy. Yes. That I was... couldn't watch that show. It was just too fucking Didn't we go there. see the movie in theaters? Uh, not with me, because I okay. wasn't a fan. I thought she was great, but I just wasn't a fan of that. It's just too fucking I'm weird. Jerry Bank. Um, it's too weird. But yeah, so so he starts off going back to Tatooine and going to her asking for a droid, and that's where he ends up getting uh, the cowardly lion R five D four. This yeah. is a really weird um, reference. Like again, of all the millions upon billions or trillions of droids in the galaxy, they resurrect this R five D four, which originally I thought was brought to you by Liquid Death. <laughs> brought to you by Liquid Death and Celsius. No, yeah, let me murder my thirst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. murder your thirst and with zero calories, my. <laughs> and vitamins. Okay, back to it. You were saying, bring him back a character. They are not a sponsor. They are um, a sponsor. We will not, be, we will not be held legally I'm having children. I need money. Shut say. the fuck up. <laughs> Send me liquid death. Her name is Pelimoto. I had no idea. This is the third season, and we're Hello, finding Moto. out what her name is. Um, P-E-L-I-M-O-T-T-O. Yeah, and uh, for whatever reason, they're like, oh, it's Boonta Eve. That's why there's all these fireworks. On- I mean, it made for a fun visual, right? And you got to see a little bit of racing on the street. You know, it's nice little poor people racing on the street, right? Yeah, I guess. But, like, why would they bring back this R5-D4 unit? I'm pretty sure, like, like R2-D2 and C-3PO, they've been in every movie, it's ex- even if it's in it's the background. It's an extremely recognizable what is clearly a very common droid right obviously it's something that was mass produced and mm-hmm. it's something everybody's already familiar with and what do you i don't, I don't know what do you do you in in a successful sequel or continuance of any story if you're able to bring back other characters that people actually liked uh, then that's that's the that's a good formula for 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 sequels and continuing writing in a story so i didn't m- bother me at all it's it's sure. a well-established commonplace of clearly right droid so why would you Why bring not? a droid that, uh, like, malfunctions? Did you just want it to be a new and, droid? 
I, it, so here's the thing. He go, he goes to get a bounty hunter battle droid, basically an assassin droid. Well, no, he no, goes no, no, from no. That. He went to that because that was the only droid he trusted. Remember? Okay. Now, now this is because you droid? still fucking haven't watched the first and second season because you're on your phone the whole time. I have time. watched them. Fuck you. No, you haven't. You said it yourself. <laughs> you're so on your aggressive. goddamn. That's because he's. My he, eyes were open fucking, while. Uh, he, he talks shit, and it's actually because he doesn't remember anything from the first and second season. Your eyes season. were open, but you're yes. just glazed over. Yeah, no, he had his dick in hand and phone okay. in the other, and he was not watching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, fucking watching gaping porn. Anyways, <laughs> you need to rewatch those. You know, I need to mark these videos. It's like, is this video for? For kids, um, <laughs> yes, no, These will never um, be for children. <laughs> you have to follow the CISPA protocols, you know. Uh, well, yeah. This will never be marketed for kids. I'm sorry, buddy. <sighs> anyway, maybe um, next episode will when it's just you and Don. You keep flashing, you know, cans for non sponsors, and now you're almost guaranteeing that they'll never sponsor it. But anyway, that's besides the point. <laughs> just badger um, giving them free sponsorship. Yeah, free Hello? sponsorship. When yeah. I rewatch this, I might want to buy some liquid death. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah, there you go. It'll be a remind it'll be a self advertisement to yourself. Um so he gets this droid, um, this R five unit, which uh, is like a poorly functioning and apparently a cowardly droid. For spelunking purposes. It's fun. It it has some some character to it, right? Like I like it. When's the last time you heard of a cowardly droid? But also, like, he gets this thing and um Yeah, it's beeping and booping at him. But why does he need it? To, because he needs the sensors on it to he, tell whether he, the planet is deadly to him or not? Yeah, yeah, so he doesn't have any clue whether it's it's completely poisonous and this like barren husk of a planet. Yeah, but don't you think his ship it, should have that already built now, into I it? I totally agree. And I think Shouldn't that's a, his helmet I have think, that also built I, into it, I think it, it too? seems like a small potential for a plot hole, but he <laughs> wants to go exploring the planet. So he maybe needs to check the levels in varying areas. But... He, he needs a droid, whatever. He just needs a droid for it. That's no big deal. That's not some sort of like, I'm taken away now. Why did you need it? Like, whatever. I, I don't <laughs> totally disagree with you. But him needing a droid, whatever. Needed to go, you know, uh, it explore first before he gets out. Fine. Find out if it's truly poisonous. Everybody thinks it's this poisonous husk of a planet. So it, it makes sense. Whatever. Not a big deal. Mm -hmm. But did he really need to do that? Because his helmet was pressurized. So couldn't he have just done that the whole time? Yeah. Brought some but he was going to use the droid to do it first and you know do it safely. He just needed a droid to go do the exploring and testing of the atmosphere and shit like that first. That's, like I that's understand all. maybe he needed to know for Grogu's sake. But I mean, Grogu could have also just stayed in the ship. Yeah, exactly. Didn't need him. I, I don't see the problem with him needing a droid. Or could have stayed in his little, uh, what is it, Baldekin or his little, his little buggy. container. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could have stayed in that and pressurized bassinet. that. Yeah. His bassinet. There you go. That's the word I was. I knew it started with a B. Floating um, bassinet with his light in the front. <laughs> Kelsey pulled the word. But so the R4 unit, they show R2D2 and all his amazing. Uh, right, his R5. But let me finish my sentence, and then you could add in what you think I'm going the, uh... to say. So you have the R2 unit, um, <laughs> but in episode two, you've got R2-D2. Doesn't he have jetpacks so he could yeah, fly yeah. around? He's a totally different fucking so, droid, though, and he's been customized. They're both astromechs. They're both 
in use in the Rebel R2-D2 is like the hero version of a droid, though. Like, it's totally <laughs> different. It's totally different class, like S-class versus D-class. Like, this is totally different. Now you're bringing in video game logic yeah, into this, man. Like, which it's, it's like I know they're out there. Boss-level but... character versus, like, the zombies you fight in the first stage. Like, I mean, come on. If they had bothered to show, like, the R5 unit, like, pop out the jetpacks from his legs like R2-D2 does in Episode 2, I would say, all right, yeah, he might be a good spelunking slash probe droid but wouldn't a probe droid be a better choice too because it's clearly made to like he float around all right I, i'm gonna play devil's advocate he he is established he doesn't even already fly. he establishes already that he doesn't like droids at all he fucking hates them he even mm-hmm. tells uh moto to work on his ship with no droids don't let those fuckers touch my ship he okay. says that in the earlier season. yeah you raise your eyes because you didn't fucking watch it <laughs> Again, um, pulling an obscure like this one liner. Obscure. From... This is not fucking obscure. The whole no, first I season. This as yeah, well. the, fir- okay. the first season it talks about it multiple times about him hating droids. <laughs> Fuck you. That's obscure. <laughs> if you actually watched it, um, that he doesn't like droids, and he's and he, any. Hence why he goes back to Navarro for mm-hmm. the IG Eleven droid. Don't roll your goddamn eyes. I so, was looking up and to the left. Uh, I wasn't rolling my rolling to my that eyes. direction. Uh, I was accessing so memory. He, so if, he uh, he needs a droid, and the fact that he's like. Uh, uh, questioning anything that he's going to get, it makes sense that he only goes to, to Moto, Pele Moto, because mm-hmm. she's helped him before. He trusts her. So it, maybe he'll get something from her that he can actually rely on. Sure. So it's not out of character at all. It makes sense. He just needs something. So whatever. So he gets the R5 unit that's like the cowardly lion of droids. Whatever. Yeah. It's still a huge fucking plot hole that his it's ship not didn't have sensors. His helmet didn't have sensors. That's not a huge um, plot hole. It's a, let's move it, on past this because yeah, he hasn't even entered the fucking cave yet. I know. We keep talking you're about you're this. the one hung up on the fucking droid. Uh, anyway, um, he gets into a fight pretty quickly after like, the, so, the droid goes 25 feet out, out of sight, <laughs> disappears, rounds a corner, and yeah, suddenly this thing can't fucking fly. I don't know how much further it was supposed to go to find out whether the atmosphere was poisonous or not. Um, but then when he pulls it back, it's able to tell whether it's poisonous right next to his ship. And he's like, okay, it's breathable here. But well, presumably how many... that it had already done the readings wherever it had been, you know, roving in that 25 feet, right? Like Before... it didn't, need, it didn't well, did it even need to go any further than out of the ship, any distance out of the ship to test the atmosphere? Probably not, right? Towards like, towards the end of the episode, they mentioned the creatures that uh, attack it. Were, Alamites. The Alamites. Yeah, they're, was they're it, cavemen, rock monkey, whatever the was fuck. Was it attacked by the Alamites? Is that why he had to go over there and get it? Yeah, it was attacked by the Alamites. So. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And it appar- was right where he got attacked. Right. Yeah, because then right after that... Um, Apparently when- these fuckers are everywhere, too, because they were only... <laughs> Bo-Katan gives a little bit of their background and says that they used to only live in the wastelands of Mandalore before. And now, again, the droid, like you just said, goes 25 feet and there's fucking three of them. So, like, are they all over the goddamn planet? Now the meek have the inherited odds? the earth. Um, yeah. Or inherited Mandalore. Um, and how long ago was it that, like, Mandalore... Was, was bombed to shit with yeah. those fusion bombs. Like how uh, much time has passed? God, I don't remember. Probably has to be twenty years or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah, because Bo-Katan was younger, obviously. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, something like that. A couple decades, right? Like because mm-hmm. it was it was when the empires at because their... this is taking place during the Clone Wars, which is uh, you know ten years before uh, uh, Battle of Yavin. So uh, Luke is already alive at this point, um, and. Uh, shortly thereafter, the the, ten, the Clone Wars go on for another ten years. After that, so 
and then this takes place after Return of the Jedi. This episode, yeah. or these, this Series. show does. Yeah. So that adds another five years on top of it. So it's probably been about fifteen years. Um, I would say so. I think. Yeah. I don't know. Fifteen um, to twenty plus or minus. Well, plus minus five ish. Twenty fifteen. So years. she was probably twenty to twenty five when the the Clone Wars are going on, and now she's you know, 35 to 40 at this point. Yeah. Um, so she's, she's been around. Um, she has. And I mean, long enough to be totally dismayed and, and, and have lost her forces where she was trying to bring them back. And it's just like exiled herself into her little fucking mansion with her one droid. Well, yeah. And that brings me to the, um, to the dark saber here because you see, uh, he when he uses them. Yeah. He uses the dark saber against the Alamites. Shouldn't he practice with it more? Cause <laughs> that's what I was awkward. thinking. Like yeah. he, he goes to use it. He's immediately like, Foom, it comes down. Right. And later on, Bo-Katan gets to use it and we'll get to it. And she's just like immediately super skilled with it. Right. Yeah. Fucking whatever. But she used to own it, right? So that, that's that's why she's already skilled with it. Whatever. That's what I thought was cool, that when he's using it, it's real heavy and unwieldy. Um, he still manages to wave it around and, and then you know, she use it to defend it. himself. And yeah, she's she's able to one-hand it. And kick an ass with it. Um, the only thing I thought was kind of weird is why is the mine directly below like a city center? Like that seems kind of odd to well, me. Well, it seems like it's considered like a pretty important place historically for them. Mm -hmm. So there's a city built around a historic important place. Okay. And underneath the civic center, you know, a, the civil area, right, is something that ha holds great historical importance. So I wrote That's down, I'm like, why would you build a city on an ore deposit? <laughs> but I mean, it, the mines of Mandalore doesn't mean it's like literal functioning mines. It's just they were mines. This is where this was. It's a huge historical thing. Probably a really long time ago. Yeah, yeah I guess. I mean, and now obviously they're a defunct. very long time ago because they're, they're talking about the, the great legends of the first, uh, you know, legendary Mandalore that tames the mythosaur. So yeah, it's mm -hmm. a long fucking time ago, right? The next scene, um, when they're kind of wandering through the tunnel, I think was a pretty clever jump scare that they have here. Um, have you seen this episode? You you, you yeah. watch this. Yeah. This is the second she's, time she's you've seen this. this too, right? I thought it was a pretty good jump scare that they came up with um, because they find the helmet in the ground and then suddenly, bleh, then a bear trap closes on him. It's a and trap. Yes, it's a yes, tra it's a always trap. a trap. If you ever notice, it's <laughs> always saying that when we're watching a trap. Yes, it's a trap. I I think of it in. Um, it's an episode or it's a let's play of PewDiePie when he's playing a game of the year 420 blaze it. And, uh, he's busy shooting, you know, I think I know this. uh, shooting whatever in the, the video game. And then it gets to a hallway and then like real quick, Admar Akbar, Admiral Akbar's face flashes. And then like the hallway just disintegrates. And then it's just this disco, like lights flashing and all this trippy music. And he's like, ah, Oh my God, what's going on. And yeah, people, um, it's a great transition, but yeah, the, the, and then every time he turns around to look, it's always like, uh, other memes like Jackie Chan where he's got his hands <laughs> on his head and yeah. it's like wrong way. And he's like, shut up. I know which way to go. I remember but this. Yeah. That was a great, I think Tyler's the one that showed us that he's like, Oh, have you seen this episode of PewDiePie? And I'm like, no, why? What do you got? And he's also like, having a kid. I just found out because, uh, uh, PewDiePie. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bryn sent me a video of uh, him mentioning that he's going to become a dad. So he's watching a bunch. He was watching a bunch of videos of kids being dumbasses, <laughs> just laughing about it. Ah, well, congrats to yeah, the congrats king of Sweden. To him too. Um, PewDiePie, <laughs> king of Sweden. Uh, no, that's the uh, that's Tyler's favorite Swede, uh, Robaz. He showed you some oh, of his videos yeah, too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. 
Shout out to PewDiePie. Shout out to Robaz. Um, so Grogo and uh, and Dinja are in are, are exploring down below, trying to get to the mines, and he finds well, a on, helmet on. dug in there. Yeah, he. Well, okay, so yeah, um, I'm just he, following the what we're talking, and and what happens? What comes fucking flying out? So yeah, that's when that uh, Necron scarab spider yeah, pops out of the ground. Sick looking spider bot. Yeah, something. Uh, I really, I'm really curious to find out what this species of uh, alien cybernetic just race ends up being. Like Grievous, General Grievous, like the weird little eye. So it's just like a brain and an eyeball mm-hmm. in a fishbowl, and you end up seeing just like it's just this tiny, like foot by foot, and and you know width and length size. Yeah. Ultimately, it was cool design. I Very mean, cool design. Like you said, this cool like to super see modular. in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. Um, clearly, we've seen it before because it's right out of Dawn of War, Dark Crusade. And that's where sure. I recognize <laughs> it when they introduce the Necron. And yeah. it's, um, it, it uses its legs to walk versus the hovering. What, what of was the, it? The yeah. Necron. Um, I'll tweet out a picture of it. And I'm like, hey, nice design. If we had that here. TV, we keep fucking talking about right here. You could just pull it up. Um, you could just pull it up. You wouldn't have to tweet it out. What I should do is I should put another capture window so that way I could show something on the, uh, like, I don't, I don't know. We need a, vi- I need a, uh, a stream deck or something so I can make a video switcher so I could say, hey, switch over to this real quick and then switch back to That'd the camera. Cool. Yeah. I'll, I'll figure it out. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was clearly something inspired by Warhammer 40K and clearly and not, a Necron. That's one hell of an accident because yeah, it looks yeah. just fucking like one. <laughs> yeah. Um, cause there are several Necron spiders out there that we found. That was like a scarab spider. And yeah, then yeah. the other one was, um, uh, what's it called? There were other more tarantula looking styles that we found when we quickly Googled it. And I'm like, Oh, clever. Um, but yeah, super scary when I first saw the episode and, um, this time around, not as scary cause I knew it was coming, but still <laughs> cool. Nonetheless to see because so in this, it, as soon as Mando gets captured, it seems like it like injures him too. Like. Yeah. It's poke. It stabs him with something to like, uh, yeah, knock, knock him, him out, out or whatever. So it, uh, tranquilizes him. Gives him then, a little Novocaine, you know, just, yeah. Yeah. Puts him to sleep. So he, and then, uh, yeah. What's his name? Grogu gets away right after that and almost follows. gets eaten by well, the, uh, fo- well, follows him, right? So or, like, for a little Gro- bit. Grogu follows, uh, the, the spider butt. Um, taking him to his lair. Are you lair. Like, trying to say robot? Like yeah, how Dr. Zoidberg does? Yeah. <laughs> Just because you think you're a robot, robot doesn't make you a robot. Thank um, you, robot. Uh, so <laughs> he follows them to his little lair, his like danky little dirty lair, which mm-hmm. why is this creature spider bot thing even on Mandalore? Like how did it get there? That's what why I Why is wondering. it there? Like is it a remnant of something? Like how the fuck does it even get there? Right. I'd like to know a little bit more about it from that. We'll probably never know, but whatever. I'd like to know that. Yeah. But Grogu follows him and then tries to use the force and, and rip this cage that he's got him stuck in. And, and that's where uh, uh, Mando tells him, run and get, you know, Bo-Katan. Mm-hmm, Bo-Katan mm-hmm. Can, can help. Go get her. And he does his little backflip, and he hops in his little capsule and turns his little uh, mining light on and just zooms away. Yeah. This thing, uh, again, um, I'm still caught up on the design because it was It, it was, was fucking cool. cool. Yeah. Because, um, uh, yeah, in the so in Warhammer, that thing is just a robot, and it's yeah, one piece. It's all at one least, piece. There's as far no as little, we know. But, yeah, this thing was super modular. No biological piece. The guy or the the entity crawls out of it, and it's got like spines sticking out the back. So it's like, huh, is that organic? Decepticon. Or? Yeah. Yes. It yes. Looks like a Decepticon. <laughs> that's right. Kelsey mentioned it looks like a Decepticon, and I'm like, yeah, it could pass, especially in like some of the sequels. It definitely looks more. Oops, sorry. Um, Playing footsie uh, under there. That's right. Yes. Yes. I'm trying to play footsie with your wife, not you. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it 
the cool design. I'll give oh, it. Yeah. I'll give it to him. Even if they stole it, I'm like, yeah, steal it from cool shit like he, Warhammer 40. He, he both looks like really, you know, capable and and like intimidating, but, but also very fragile with the tubes coming out and all that. Like looks, uh, it it looks like it's really struggling to survive in where it's at to begin with. It brought up some serious General Grievous vibes. Yeah, um, I mean, it's, it's looking dirty as hell, and it's and cybernetic. We know there's organic bits because they always cut to the eye that's yeah. in the you know the the head of it or whatever. But we really don't know much more than that. How's his depth perception? Because he's just a, it's a monocle. It's a one eye. Uh, There's a lot of other, you know, sensors on the front of the tarantula head um, or spider head. So I don't know. Who knows what they're used for? I'm sure one of those has got LIDAR on it. Why wouldn't it? Um, But I thought it was a cool jump scare. And then, yeah, I've never seen this species before anywhere else. So I'm really curious. I'd love for you to dig into that a little bit and find out more about this species in Star Wars and, you know, where they originate and talk from it. Uh, about it maybe next episode or something. If I find something on the Wikipedia, I'll uh, I'll tweet it out. Um, But then Grogu, you know, gets away and goes uh, 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 narrowly avoids one of the Alamites and just mm -hmm. shoots him off with the power out of the uh, force power out of the way and and goes and flies and gets Bo-Katan. Yeah. So that's where she comes in. Man, they must be really good friends if she's running down to 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 go get him. Yeah, Yeah. that's what I was confused about, because she immediately is like, I said I want to be left alone. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, so then why are you like going to go help him? Mm -hmm. Is it because you want the saber? I think it's because uh, she's ooh, yeah, honestly right. interested in, uh, yeah, uh, exactly that. And the fact that she knows he was going to Mandalore. And obviously that's important to her because it's, you know, she was part of the ruling class, the 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 royalty of, of Mandalore. So like, I feel like she's multi-layers invested into it, right? And that she doesn't necessarily, she seems to care about other Mandalorians. Or is she, it just Grogu's cute face that she can't resist? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, uh, there's definitely multiple layers to it, but it is a little still, it's a little weird that she's immediately like, I have to go. See. Yeah. It seemed a little forced. Mm-hmm. I, I would say that it seemed a little forced. That's why I can only think of like, okay, maybe she's like, Fuck Din Djarin, I just want the sword or the saber. That's a, you know, that's an angle that I didn't necessarily think about because it's like, yeah, you're right. She, if she gets this she thing. She immediately notices it on the ground and grabs for it. Right. That was another thing too. Cause yeah, after he gets captured, this thing, you know. Removes um, his weapons. Immediately disarms him. And I'm like, you think that's uh, all the weapons he had on him? <laughs> all the obvious ones that are yeah. in like holsters, but you know. His, I guess because he's immobilized, he can't use any of his weapons that are mounted to his uh, gauntlets Wrists, or anything yeah. like that. So, or his knees didn't Boba Fett? <laughs> yeah, Boba Fett has like <laughs> a little shit shoot knee out of his rocket. knees. Yeah. In, uh, the I haven't seen all of Boba Fett, but from what <gasps> I did see, um, it's I think that's season. That's my w- second favorite. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we when we rewatch that, we'll definitely have to have well, you on. The, the I think the best part of that is when they take the fucking sand people and they give them so much character and heart, and you see them in a totally different way that you've never seen them before. Mm-hmm. That's if anything, that's the best part of the Book of Boba is what they do with them. You, you, if you haven't seen it, you're doing yourself such a disservice. I've I've seen two or three episodes of it, and yeah, he's found by the sand people, and he has to fight one of the those way they, sand people uh, warriors. You're, you're missing so much. The, the way they humanize them, anyways, we got to get into that yeah. eventually too. They humanize but, them in other ways because uh, there's a Jedi that's actually a Tuscan Raider. You've talked um, about this, yeah. Um, 
I'm trying to think. But this is the first time you've had anything where it's multiple episodes and it's dedicated around talking about their culture mm-hmm. and how they work and then him being integrated and really humanizing them and seeing where like he gets connected with them and the whole like tragedy of it. What Star Wars always does well, I think, is tragedy. The whole mm-hmm. tragedy of it to where you truly feel connected to fucking Tusken Raiders. I've never given a shit about Tusken Raiders before. And they managed to make me feel like I give a shit about them. Sure. So I mean, just like with Andor, where they took that throwaway line that you know you always say it was a throwaway throwaway line, right? And now they turn it into this huge important background right. story that actually was incredibly meaningful. Like they they two great examples of them truly doing something right, showing multiple angles of it. So it's a little weird for um, Bo Katan to suddenly just drop everything. Um, yeah, she's doing nothing, but she, yeah, she's which just is what sitting she on her ass and pouting. Yeah, yeah, and then decides to drop everything. I don't think they've shown her ship before. Yeah, they have. And did they do it in one of Here the we previous go again. episodes? Multiple times. <laughs> Multiple times. Anyway, I'm used to seeing her flying around with her buddies. But again, the, the design of the ship with the wings folding back, this kind of looked like something out of um, one of the... Uh, I was just watching a Let's Play of this the other day. Uh, another very popular um, character in the Expanded Universe, Kyle Katarn. Oh, you know okay. From all yeah, the yeah. Dark Forces yeah. games. and yeah, yeah. Her Jedi ship Knight is a badass Jedi design. Academy. I really like her ship. Yeah, and it kind of looks like him and uh, his lady friend, Jan Ors. It kind of looks like their ship, the Moldy Crow. Because, oh. again, when it lands, the wings fold back. And, uh, I'm really having know. to struggle to remember it. Yeah. You know what would be really cool is if we had a TV. Oh, right. my gosh. <laughs> Just look up a picture if you're so, if you're so uh, concerned about it. But either way, and then this is where she names the um, the creatures that uh, are, you know, these cavemen dudes, the yeah. Alomites. 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 Again, I've never seen or heard anything. I haven't or, either. I don't, rem- I, I don't recall them talking about them in anything else that I've watched uh, before, which is fine. If they were around, I think they might be like background, like, hey, we need a creature to fill in just to stand right here. And, you know, put well, apparently they only costume. lived in the wastelands of Mandalore before, so I don't know. Yeah. And they all have the glowing green eyes, the little alligators, and mm-hmm. yeah, those are cool. The little dragon gator looking things; those are cool. I like those. Living yeah, the wings, the shit. winged thing that chase uh, that chases Grogu. Grogu out to the yeah. ship. Um, so Bo-Katan, clearly, he can talk um, because the the R five unit could understand him because he pointed at the right. yeah. nav screen. Yeah, I wonder what he was saying. Um, Go why, here. Yeah, yeah. Or why can't uh, I don't know? Does or maybe I'm sure he just Yoda interpreted a different it. language? Maybe he just interpreted it as oh yeah, he pointed here. I go here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's relatively yeah. straightforward. Yeah. Right. Where's right. our sound effect? Sorry. Right here. <laughs> so Bo-Katan comes rushing back uh, with Grogu on her on on her ship. Uh, mm-hmm. Lands sees that Mandalore isn't this poison. It is you know a bombed out place, obviously still, but it's not poisonous. And she comes uh, with Grogu racing down there to to save uh, Mando mm-hmm. and ends up having this badass fight with a dark saber. Beating the shit out of the fucking spider bot, out of the little Decepticon dude. Yeah, she and thinks she kills it initially, but she just kills the you know the mid-sized exoskeleton, yeah, yeah. and then yep. the uh, you know the other piece. The little headpiece just drags its ass yeah. over to the giant spider bot. Yeah, uh, and that was again pretty cool that you that yeah. this thing can control it without having arms and legs. It could just plug into the yeah uh, to the rest of it, and it's still good to go. Um, and yeah, and you do see that it does have like pincher like claws or whatever. And I'm like, again, just like the Necron Scarab spider. I, almost you're not exactly. fooling us. Yeah. You're not fooling us. It looks pretty heavily inspired. <laughs> I mean, if it's not, that's a hell of a coincidence, but it looks pretty heavily inspired. But yeah. And then she 
proceeds to slice it up just like Obi-Wan did in uh, the arena in episode two for that other little spider thing that was chasing him around. Yeah. That had that really weird scream. Um, anyway. Yeah. And uh, I, I this episode I thought was really long. There were a lot of scenes in this one about well, what goes on. They, they, they covered a decent amount of ground mm-hmm. relatively quickly. And I didn't mind that pace at all. Again, what I said right at the beginning is I'm glad this wasn't drawn out. Sure. It was him going down there. Little escapades happen. He gets caught by a cool looking creature. So we get to have a fight scene because there, there needs to be some action. This is an action show. So we get to have a little bit of that action and what otherwise is just him going to some waters and dipping in them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so that sets that up. That gives an excuse to then bring Bo-Katan into the story and be a part of it. And then sh- her story evolves in tandem with him. Yeah, and the other the other thing that was kind of weird was that this uh, whatever this alien species was that um, was um, harvesting him or whatever started draining his blood for whatever reason. I mean, what's going to be the the thing that there's the least supply of? Uh, I guess bio, biological tissue, mm-hmm. you know, something of that nature for this thing. Like, I, I'm sure that's a lot harder to obtain in this bombed out planet than, than there I wonder, is anything else. I wonder if that'll have implications later on. This is kind of getting into spoiler territories for later episodes, which of course the episode you didn't like, but uh, I don't know. I'm seeing, I'm seeing the strands of other stories coming together here. Yeah, that's good. This writing. is knitting by the way. This is what I was yeah. gesturing at. <laughs> Give me another. Here. Now, now, we're, it's being yeah, knitted together. Um, <laughs> Cross stitch. <so, laughs> <laughs> but uh, now that I'm curious, because was it drawing his blood? And if so, why? Um, and also, is he the only one on the planet? Like, it's just this one eyeball what, spider what is right, this thing right. how the fuck did it even get there it doesn't look like it's it look uh, it doesn't look like it's only just gotten there it looks like it's probably been there for a while right it's set up it's there it, was a whole bunch of mando helmets are all around its yeah. layer to begin with like yeah. it had been feeding off of them for a while once but, that had come there but yeah once bo katan does gets there yeah she's you and she immediately picks up that the dark saber is close by she starts um one hand and dicing fucking and, shit up with it yeah she's really she's really good with it um and it was kind of cool to see her little shield um widgets mm-hmm. on her yeah on her arm that kind of reminded me of this is from the 2d animated uh clone wars series like the mini series that was animated by uh Gennady tartakovsky the guy yeah. that did dexter's lab and all do yeah, you remember yeah. this samurai jack it's, and it's, a million other things yeah. it's finally up it wasn't up for a while when disney plus first launched now they have the whole both one and two of those on there and in the first one is that bounty hunter, that hulking monster that um, on uh, it's one of the banking planet or whatever. But there's the whole series with with the arc troopers that are kind of sneaking into the city to go like disable this cannon that's on top of a building. Familiar. I haven't seen it in a while. And uh, yeah, there's this bounty hunter that Dooku sends in, and he's this hulking monster. Um, and uh, Obi Wan squares off against him, and uh, he has. You know, it's lightsaber versus bounty hunter, and the only yeah. thing this guy had were these little shield things on his that he activates because he tries to shoot Obi Wan, and you just see a lightsaber slash his blasters, and you know it goes. He tries to go, <laughs> but then Obi Wan goes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! Why do I have this soundboard if I'm not going to use it? 
But anyway, so that's what happens. And then he activates his little wrist shields that look pretty similar to Bo-Katan's and then tries I gotta to fight off this. Obi-Wan. I, I'm forgetting all of I this. I showed my brother because he's like, I've never seen this. And I'm like, dude, you have to fucking watch this. I'm like, because the shit that Anakin does, the shit that Mace Windu does, I think this is where they introduce Asajj Ventress too. Mm. And isn't she big in the Clone Wars show? Oh, I'm not she's, remembering She's her. the bald-headed gal with the... Two red lightsabers and the black skirt. Yeah, I'm yeah, terrible with names. Yes, her. She's yeah. really cool. Um, and yeah, she's in that series. You th- um, she's a big antagonist. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I guess. Uh, I yeah. I, I don't even know, but I even think she's like an antagonist towards Dooku too, because she feels like he let her die or whatever. But anyway, um, we'll get into that later. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, then they. He they find they actually do find the water. She yeah, kind of shows him. She's well. First, she's like, "Hey, no, just come on, let's leave." He's like, "I have to do this. This is. Mm-hmm. I, don't know, I thank you for saving me. I'll always owe you." And she's like, "Well, you're never gonna find it. I'll take you to him." Yeah. And she's clearly very jaded about the whole thing. It it doesn't mean anything to her compared to what it is to him. She just sees it as like, yeah, it's some stupid fucking water. Right. It's got some historical relevance. She takes him to it. She even reads the little like dusty placard the that's placard, there. Yeah. Let me give you the grand tour. Yeah. Here that, lies exactly. Like even 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 says that. Let me give you the whole grand tour experience. And like you can see that Mando is, has some like uh, semblance of reverence around it mm-hmm. as he walks up because he's walking up slowly and she's just like you know flippantly kind of reading off of the placard of rolling her eyes. Yeah, out. yeah. She doesn't. It doesn't ho- mean anything to her. I don't want to go to church. <laughs> Pretty um. much, right? And and he takes off his weapons. He takes off his jetpack. He takes off his little scarf. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he starts re- he starts reciting the creed, right? And his his oath walking into the waters and then what fucking happens yeah it uh, bottoms out and he just sinks like a rock because you know he is covered in a very dense metal does he or is he pulled down i always thought he was pulled so did i and he just thought oh i stepped too far right steps well it doesn't uh it doesn't take long for bo katan to jump into action and uh you know, dive in after him. Yeah, she leaps in. She yes. goes to go save him. And in universe, jetpacks do work underwater because um, it's actually so more like a, a rocket hole? pack. Okay. It's not a plot right. hole. Not a plot hole. How Good do I know? know? Dash Rendar, also a jetpack guy um, <laughs> <laughs> from the... Uh, wait, where is it? Um, hold on. From the ever-popular... Let me get this stupid sticker off of it. Oh, don't ruin the... I know, I know. I didn't want to ruin the label. It's hard to see from that far. There it is. Um, what is it? Shadows of oh, the Empire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shadows of the Empire. Yes. You got your N64 hooked up right down here. Your brother didn't even believe you that you had an N64 last episode. I Yeah, I've had it. That's that's our N64. That's the, I'm sure it is, because you got a fucking 20-year-old goddamn joystick over there <laughs> that we were showing off last episode. Yes. It's all rusted through. A game that's more like 30 years old at this point. Yeah, we're yeah, old 19, motherfuckers right now. When did this come out? 1996, 1997? So, yeah. I was just almost 10 years old when yeah. this released. Mm-hmm. I was um. not. <laughs> I want to make that perfectly clear. Yeah, That's were, okay. That's you were okay. Like three or four years old. Um, but anyway, uh, I was yeah I was playing it the other day Wednesday when I was working from home. Um, <laughs> anyway, it was like it was like two p.m. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, no, nobody will. Even though my old business partner did comment on one of the episodes. Uh, so anyway, yeah, and that's when we, you know, he sinks like a rock, and uh, she dives in with her 
To save him yet again. Yet again. Yet again. Man, he sucks compared to her. Um, <laughs> I, it, it's a it's a weird pair, it really, because I can't. It, it's hard to see why she would care about him, because she she comes. I mean, she's self exiled herself after not getting the dark saber. I would think that she would feel bitter and animosity towards him. Yeah. And and not actually, and like he's just a constant reminder of what she almost got and didn't, and he fucked it up because he didn't listen to her and 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 allow her to be the oh, one geez. to confront him. <laughs> Not that mm-hmm. he had a choice, but you know, you would think that she would feel more animosity towards him rather than some this kind of connection. Something. But um, I'm I'm fine with it because I'm loving seeing their their both their arcs develop in tandem yeah. like this, and that it's so highly focused on the Mandalorians right now. There's no I need to get Grogu to somebody plot line. It's you know progressing the Mandalorian story, his story, and hers in tandem here. Here's what I'm here's what I'm getting out of this. The show should be about her, not him. Um, because well, I mean, they could, they could have had an, a, a show about her and it would have been, uh, I, I think almost just he, as good. He gets ambushed and beat up by good. guys that don't have blasters. Um, and somehow he manages to get knocked down. She's, she's a cool character. She, her perception is high enough that she sees an ambush coming and, tr- you know, um, she's very skilled. She's triggers very the trap before uh, you know anybody they're, else can get the jump both on her. Very capable. I, I think a Mandalorian show about her would have been just probably just as good. Mm-hmm. It, it it would have been continuing an important a, a good story that I think a lot of people are interested in to begin with. The story about the you know the Mandalorians here after everything that happened to their planet. So I'm I'm really glad to see that she's so heavily involved. But when she jumps in there and she pulls him back out, the most yeah. important thing, like. Does this and how is this actually impacting her? Is she sees the fucking mythosaur, this giant motherfucking thing? She so flippantly talks about, you know, the these waters and the mythosaur and the past about it, and then she sees one. Yeah. Now is is this something that's gonna resonate with her? Is like this is a sign. This is this is something like a metaphor of like what I need to do and follow for the you know the way. Uh, of the Mandalore, like, is that what I need to do to to save my people and bring us all back united again? Like, is it going to have that impact? What does this really truly mean to her, or is it just another symbol like the dark saber to bring her some power and everybody? Un- Tune under in her? next episode to find out what <laughs> happens to Bo-Katan <laughs> and the significance of harassing the Mythosaur. Same bat channel, same bat time. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> I, I can't help but wonder, like, how is she going to interpret this? How, uh, how is this going to impact her? Right? You you get a little bit of that in the ne- in the next episodes, and we'll get into it. Right. But like, right. how is where is this going to be meaningful for her? How does she take this? That's what I'm super interested to see. Time will tell. Um, the whole show hasn't released just yet. We're a couple episodes behind because this is only episode two, and I think episode five, five is out. So yeah. we're slowly but surely catching up. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe we'll release one of these in a in a fashion that'll have been caught up with the uh, caught up with the show yeah but overall pretty good episode and i think the highlight was that you know weird alien thing that we don't know what it was that we're that like, the mythosaur that we're Absolutely. like hey this is a warhammer reference um we'll go ahead and start with our very 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 special guest kelsey um, <laughs> let me know if this is too loud how many lightsabers out of five would you give this episode I think I'm always going to give it five because okay. Mando is my favorite. So. <laughs> okay, five <laughs> for Kelsey. Season three, episode two. I'm still loving every episode. Okay, very cool. This is three. This is four. I don't know how many I lost already. <laughs> um, but anyway, we'll go ahead and say it's five. 
Give her one more. There we go. Um, one to grow on. <laughs> okay. That's the baby's um, vote. An extra one. Yes, yes. A lot of, lot of Grogu um, <laughs> ooing and eyeing or cooing and cocking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but again, you see him develop because he's jumping around, um, flying out of the. He could clearly force jump. Um, yeah. There's a real difference in his agility, his ability, his uh, mm-hmm. seeming comprehension. Even in just this, what is a sh- very short time span for his species, and you know, it's he's fifty years old already, yeah. right? And this is where he's at at fifty years, and it seems to be a pretty quick development for him already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there, there's a change, there's a real difference in him from season one versus right right here for and sure. We'll, and we'll see more development of Grogu too. Again, spoiler alert for some of the later episodes, but um, yeah, well, of course you are. It's not like he's going to disappear off the fucking show. Like, of course you're going to see development. Well, it's I- not a spoiler. Again, he's not he's not in need of rescue anymore. And, and no, he's not because here, you know, and that's what I'm so happy about. Is he's that, helping that, Mando. That, that's what I was saying earlier. Is now they can progress a story that's not just about uh, saving Grogu and getting him to like a jet. It's not just that. Like mm-hmm. they can evolve the Mandalorian story, the, okay. the Enclave, all of them. Now Bo-Katan is involved, a very very important figure in in all of that mythos. So it's it's. It's really cool to see that coming together. So how many lightsabers are you going to give it? Um, this one I have to give it a five because okay. the, the pacing was so great. I was so worried that they're going to spend four fucking episodes of him finally mm-hmm. you know, taking a piss in this goddamn living water. It's like I was so worried that they were going to do that. And I don't know why because they never, they never mess with the pacing. Taking a piss in the living they, water. They, they, they never, they never <laughs> me- everybody pees in the pool. Uh, they never uh, have messed up the pacing really in my opinion in the previous stuff. So I don't know why I was mm-hmm. worried about that. But I was worried worried about that and the fact that they so quickly got to it and that there was some action we got to see that really cool character the the cyborg character or whatever right right you know the necron scarab spider mm-hmm. um and then that he gets it. spider with a y spelled like gets, david bowie would <laughs> spider spiders from miles <laughs> and then he gets in the water that's done he's redeemed all he has to do is go back to the enclave but Bo-Katan is now involved. Yeah. She's also uh, sees the fucking mythosaur. Mm-hmm. How is that going to impact her? And as she's now, you know, in tandem developing with him. She's, right. she's in the story again. So it's just evolved the story in a way that I wasn't expecting Bo-Katan to get pulled in. And I'm super excited that she is. And I can't wait for what's coming next. And it's just, it, it was such a great episode that could have been, I think, honestly, is really hard to write. Go to Mandalore, step in some water, be redeemed. So like, it, it sounds boring, and they managed to make it really engaging and have an interesting, exciting ending of, of the episode. So they wrapped this up pretty quickly. I didn't even think this storyline would be wrapped up in one episode like I you thought either. it would be. Yeah, um, I, I didn't think it, it I don't think it needed either. four episodes. That would have pissed me off. It if didn't they had need even it two episodes. Much. The fact but, that they did it in one, perfect. Uh, yeah, and I think, I don't, uh, what is it? They, they're supposed to be like 45 minutes long. I think some of these episodes are almost close to an hour. I'll have to check the Which I'm fine with the, the time again. But uh, this I'm fine episode, with there not being like, it has to be 36 minutes or 49, like every single episode. I'm fine with them taking however much time they need every episode to tell whatever it is they're going to tell in that episode. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. more creative freedom. It's better writing. But yeah, I, I think this was a great episode from what we saw. And um, yeah, just the visual of this gigantic thing underwater was pretty yeah. cool. So I'll give it five stars as well. Yeah. Um, Cause you see a lot of cool shit um, and you see some stuff that's, that really stands out again, the cyborg thing, which I don't know. We keep harping on this thing, 
Well, it's just it's, so whether fucking it's cool. Important or not. And, 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 even even if it, too. <laughs> probably. Even if it wasn't important, ultimately, even just being this random thing that they fight, whatever. It's such a cool design. It's not like typical PG Disney. It's this just gnarly looking thing that's kind of like Grievous, but even grosser looking. You know, they make fun of uh, Warhammer in the Star uh, South Park, the most recent season. Yeah. Yeah, he's playing with dolls. Uh, my son is. Why is he doing that? Um, that was a great episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> him and um, Token are playing. Yeah, him yeah, and yeah. Token. He's like, uh, okay, uh, aren't you spec to ca- to reduce cast times? No, that's from the Warhammer or from the uh, World of Warcraft episode. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, two so super f- super nerdy things. <laughs> yeah, was, five five out of fives across the board. Yeah, five out of fives across the board. Um, but again, looking at the show as a whole, and again, this is kind of getting into spoiler territory. It's like I thought they were going to draw this out a little bit more because the way the um, the armorer describes, you know, what he has to do next. This seemed like such a more difficult task. They but essentially describe it as nope. an impossible task. He bangs it out in one episode. So I was yeah. like, everybody uh, believed okay. that Mandalore was this poisoned husk. Right. And it turns out that it is, you know, you know, it, the fusion bombs obviously still happened and there's all this like sure, damage sure. and destruction to the planet. But why did nobody lo- check? Nobody checked yeah, on that. It's kind of like weird. They got out of there. Maybe it was poison for a while. They but couldn't like, send a probe droid to find out. Yeah. And it's, it's weird. Back. Well, well, you know, with the fusion bombs, they say that uh, Mando says like, you know, that mess with the uh, uh uh, magnetic fields and now you can't have communication off the planet whatever right? Right, right whatever but you know it's clearly not some just desolate husk because there's the the alamites are living there the little dragon crocodile creatures are living there right. what other life lives there right so why it's, are they still alive and the it, rest of the mandalorians well, aren't uh, well uh, it's not that that's just they left the planet because it got you know fusion bombed but mm. clearly life still is you know, propagating. It's 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 still there. There's some sort of something ecosystem going on there. It's mm-hmm, not what everybody mm-hmm. thought it was. Okay. Well, um, anybody have any other final thoughts about it? Um, yes. Anything they want to mention? Why don't you let your wife talk? Um, Kelsey, what do you got? <laughs> Turn this down a little bit. Go ahead. What do you got for us? I don't know what you mean. Um, <laughs> anything anything else you want to mention? I know you guys. Uh, I'm I'm ahead a few episodes in the in the series. Well, I don't want to talk about future episodes. I don't want to spoil anything. Sure, sure, yeah. We, um, we I'm going to anything. fuck the next episode. Okay, yeah, um, I agree. Fuck the next episode. It's the only That's episode. That's why I said five stars for every episode leading up to season three, episode two. Because okay. Because we know the episode three. No, this one's episode two. Oh, I'm this sorry. is episode I two. About yeah, the next one. Sorry. episode three. Sorry. Um. Okay, you guys got your uh, yeah. varying opinions about hard it. negative three out of five it was just on the a next one. Waste of Any, anyway, anyway, we'll we'll get in shit. we'll get into it in the next. We one. won't. I won't get to. So I'm saying it right now. Fuck episode three. <sighs> okay. Anyways, <laughs> um, episode two is great. Sure, sure. Yeah, that's all we got to say about it. Um, how are we doing on time? I think we we're ahead of schedule. Yeah, we're a little ahead of schedule. Yeah, it's 52 minutes. It's yeah. fine. We got it. Got it wrapped up. This episode was pretty succinct. Succinct. It was because yeah. you have. They gave you the quest in the previous episode. Here they are. Mission complete. They Mission brought in a character that I think everybody wanted to see more of, Bo-Katan. Now they're kind of intertwined with this story. I can't wait to see how they continue it. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is going to be an interesting series. Um, what Do we know what they have planned for the rest of the license? Like... Are we getting more Mandalorian seasons? I don't know. More I hope so. I fucking Boba hope Fett, so. Yeah, I fucking more, hope so. I want to see more of Ming-Na Wen. Um, uh, mean? Um, no. Who? That's the uh, bounty hunter that Boba Fett and uh, man, that's the girl 
from uh oh the fucking cyborg chick that he said who gives a fuck about her she's boring she's two-dimensional um, the chick that he saves that they uh mando and another bounty hunter gunned down in an earlier in the earlier season is that who you're talking about she was a sniper that yeah, was coming after yeah, yeah. she's boring as fuck uh not in er when she was on that show <laughs> she's so two-dimensional um Anyway, great actress, though. Love yeah, her. no, great actress. She did a good job. Just the character itself is a little boring. Sure, sure. Anyway, um, I think that's all we've got. Um, yeah, that's got it. Little, we got a little bit more time on the music here. but <laughs> I don't um, think we have to keep the, the <laughs> fucking music going. Uh, yeah, it's fine. Anyway, uh, here, I got to stop it. Chewie, get us out of here. Nice and fucking loud. <laughs> I'll turn it down for your sensitive ears. Not my sensitive ears. No, I think this should be up at a fucking eleven. Make sure you tweet at us at SW Rewatch Pod on Twitter. Shoot us an email, Star Wars Rewatch Podcast at gmail.com. Um, I'll tweet out this picture of the Necron spider that we clearly determined was ripped off by uh, John Favreau. I mean, they're practically spot on, one to one. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Maybe he loves Warhammer 40. And that's okay. I Maybe want to see more does. of that. Yeah, yeah bring, a, exactly. bring in some fucking space marines and necrons. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Catch us on the next episode. Yes, Sarah Elton signing off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>